It's the Buzz and Steve-O Show, coming at you now. Shut up and sit down. Welcome back, everybody, to the Buzz and Steve-O Show. The draft is over. We have our results. We are in the Jahan Dotson business, and business is good. So they traded back to 16 to get Jahan Dotson. Um, I think maybe possibly they thought Alave. How do you say he it? Went Alave. He went the pick before, as a matter of fact. Or no, he went uh, 11. Didn't the Saints take him? We traded with the Saints, yeah. and I believe the Saints got him. All right, so Jahan Dotson with the first-round pick. So we traded 11, got number 16, but we also picked up an additional pick, third-round pick. Was it an, Was it one additional or two? Actually, it was two. Yeah, I think it was a third round and a fifth round. Is yeah, that something right? like that. Yeah, so, I mean, it was, it was not a bad move. Um, they were hoping Olave would be there at 16, but I think they had a plan if he wasn't. I think they knew it was a possibility he'd be gone. And, hey, I think they're happy with Dawson. Um, at first, you know, I wasn't all that thrilled about it because he wasn't one of those high-rated coming out. I mean, he, they talked about him a lot, but I tell you, after looking at his highlight reel, if he can play anything like that in the NFL, he's going to be pretty tough. He's got some good moves, good route running, and all the receivers picked has the best hands, so we'll see. Yeah, that's what I hear about him a lot is uh, his precision route running, in and out of breaks, um, selling, you know, head movement, and also his hands, a lot of contested catches. It sounds like he's kind of a, you know, a, a Terry McLaurin, and – he wasn't highly <clears throat> he wasn't highly uh rated in that draft either uh that we picked him up in but hey third he's, rounder <laughs> he's uh you know he's worked out very very good um puts a lot of pressure on Deami Brown this year I think you know uh he's going to have to really prove that he's an NFL receiver now um with the pressure coming up behind him they also took um uh, a tight end, which we'll get to. I was kind of <clears throat> really hoping they would pick up another tight end. I don't know much about Cole Turner um, from uh, – Big guy. Yeah, from Nevada. I think we found out what the mindset of uh, Rivera and Mayhew was by the whole draft. They want players who can play right now. Yeah, they want players who can play right now and immediately contribute. Uh, because, yeah, it's kind of a chopping block issue for a lot of people surrounding the commanders. You're coming out with a new logo, a new name, um, kind of a quote-unquote fresh start, and you're trying to rebuild the fan base of this team. Um, there's only one way to do that, and it's putting some W's together. Nothing else will ma matter. Got to get the W's. And so, he was the very first pick of the Washington Commanders in the draft. Yeah, he was. And then you go to Alabama back-to-back. -back. We love some Alabama guys. Not a bad place to pull from. Uh, Fedarian Mathis, a defensive tackle out of Alabama. You know, big guy here. He's kind of a run stopper, not much of a pass rusher. So that may 
that may kind of help us a little bit. I think we have a lot of pass rushers already. And what we could really use on the interior line is a little bit more run stopping. Yeah. He's not a bad pass rusher, but his forte is he can clog that middle and, and stuff to run. Um, and again, maybe not a – he this year, probably not a starter, but I guarantee you he's going to play a lot because, you know, we rotate that defensive line a lot. And yeah. we got rid of Settle. We got rid of Ian Dias. So we needed somebody. Well, it all depends on how how uh, how much our defense is on the field. If we can't get nobody off the field, yeah, he's going to get plenty of playing time because they're going to have to be rotating guys out. Uh, if we can get some Good guys point. three and outs or, or at least six and outs, you know, then then perhaps he gets a little bit less playing time, and that would be okay with me also. But could very well possibly we don't know what's going to happen with uh, Deron Payne after this year. And, you know, so they might have been looking a year down the road, too. You don't yeah, know. Yeah, I think that's a fair point. You know, you get this guy in here. If he's somewhat comparable to Deron Payne, then you don't have to pay Deron next year because, hey, I don't think he can anyway. And I think, honestly, you're, you're hoping this guy can kind of fill that gap because I don't think you can pay Payne next year. The question is, what do you do with Payne this year? I think they're going to keep him. I do, too. I think they're going to keep him in the mix um, because he is still on his rookie deal and he doesn't have to get paid until next year. I think that really, really lowers your your trade capital with him. Um, I think you get a lot more in trade if you got rid of him this year uh, before the season starts. But, you know, at the same time, uh, they have their reasons for doing what they're doing, and I guess that they feel they need him this year because, like you said, we're a wanting to win right now type of team, wanting to make some headway in the league, uh, especially in the East and in the NFC. So, it, you know – if that's the case, then I get why they're not trying to deal Deron Payne because if they can help him – if he can help them win this year, uh, that's that's what they're looking for. That's what they're looking for. Well, so. think about – okay, look at it this way. Uh, Deron Payne this year, how's he going to play? He's, he knows he's probably going to be traded. Does he go out there and say, okay, I want the biggest contract I can get. I'm going to go out here and ball out and show him what I can do and hope for that big contract when he is traded at the end of the year, if he's traded, or is he going to be mad and be a big baby and not play that well, not put the effort in? Well, he'd be an so, idiot to do that. Because, I agree, but you know, some he's gonna, players do it. He's going into a free agency <clears throat> year, so it's kind of a prove-it year for him, too. If he yeah. wants to get paid, he better put up some showings this year. Exactly. You know, he better, he better say, hey, look, this is who you're getting – if you sign me, because that's, you know, nobody cares about what you did three years ago. They care about what you do last. So There you go. And, you know, then moving on to the third round, you pick up another Alabama guy, Brian Robinson Jr., a big back, uh, a big running back out of Alabama. Had a good year. Uh, seems to be, you know, a hard guy to tackle. He's uh, kind of, he's kind of, you know, Antonio Gibson-esque. And uh, in his stature, and maybe runs a little bit uh, like Derrick Henry. Maybe he's gonna in the NFL. He might have to learn how to lower them shoulder pads a little bit more. But he does seem pretty hard to tackle. Well, you know who he learned from, don't you? Najee Harris. Look at how Nigel he runs. Harris, yeah. He's actually. Uh, I didn't realize this, but he was uh, a backup for three years. He's played four years, mm -hmm. and but he was the start of this past year. And he was ready because he put up, you know, he put up 
some good numbers. And well, did like you say, he's hard to tackle. Yeah, and that's going to be some more depth in that backfield. You know, um, you got now Antonio. Hopefully, McKissick comes back super healthy, and you're going to add Robinson Jr. Uh, after you, are, are, did we get Patterson back? Or? Yeah, Patterson. I mean, we still got so we got the Williams boy still. We got Patterson. Yeah, we got two below them. So we, we got, got some depth, and that kind of depth of running back. We're going to probably have to get rid of a couple of them. Yeah. Uh, well, what it does is it, you know, I think it, if he proves that he can be a legit running back, <clears throat> not an Antonio Gibson who you're trying to convert from a receiver, a college receiver to an NFL running back, if he can be that just, you know, he's, he's, he's a running back. Now, what do you, what does it open up for Turner in the playbook? being able to possibly put Antonio and Robinson Jr. out there at the same time, yep. you know, and and who knows what does it look like, you know, when McKissick comes back because now you've got – you can still have a back in the backfield and you can still run a two-back set, flex one out, put one in the slot. Who knows, whatever. I don't know. Well, the word's always been that – you know, Scott Turner's received a lot of flack about his offense, his calling. But, you know, he hasn't had the players to call his offense. He's probably called 50% or less of, of his actual plays that he has because of personnel. It appears like with what we picked up, what's coming back, he throws Curtis Samuel in the mix, McKenzie, Gibson, this Robinson kid, you know, plus our wide receivers, there's no reason the playbook can't be wide open. Yeah, exactly, because now you've got what you hope to be a legit number two, regardless of what Curtis Samuel can do, uh, a legit number two receiver in Jahan Dotson. You've added depth in the backfield, um, and you know, you're hoping and praying that Logan Thomas can be healthy quickly. Um and then you add Wentz with a big arm, and, you know, we all know what he can do again. It's just a matter of decision-making for him and seeing uh, opportunities on the field and down the field. Yep, and if all that, if all that plays out to where Robinson's a legit NFL running back, Jahan Dotson's a legit number two, uh, Logan Thomas can get healthy early in the season – and be effective, and Carson Wentz can read defenses and see opportunities. It's got, it has the potential to be a little bit dangerous for some opposing defenses. Yep, I agree with that. Because to your point, I still don't think we've ever seen Scott Turner's we playbook. We haven't seen half of it. You know, because I think he really is a really good offensive mind and, and schemer, but I think he's been handcuffed with – the talent that he's been hand, handed. Well, look at the quarterbacks. We've, what, we've had 10 over the last two years, something like that, or three years. So, yeah. he's not had the quarterback. He's not had, you know, a couple of his biggest playmakers are always on the sideline hurt. That's going to be the key. Can these guys stay healthy to where he can throw that offense out there and count on it week to week to week? Because yep. the more they do, the more they're in it, the better and more efficient they're going to get. And by, you know, middle of the season, hey, we could be one of those top 
five, six offenses. Hey, let's let's get it. What's up, everybody? Do me a favor. Hit that like button. Hit that follow button. Share this show. Help us out. Follow us on Twitter at Buzz and Steve-O. It's going to be a wild ride. Training camps, preseason, and then the regular season. And hopefully, we can make it to the playoffs and make a little noise this year. Follow along with us. Share it. And thanks for listening. Moving on to round four, you're going to take uh, Percy Butler, a safety, a raging Cajun in the fourth round with the eighth pick. Um, I don't know a ton about him, but I am glad to see – I am glad to see a little bit of secondary help there. Hopefully – I don't know. I haven't really looked up on this guy any. I don't know what he's capable of, what his ceiling, what his floor is. But, uh, you know, hopefully he can get in there and compete and, and possibly help us. Well, what I've heard about him, he's a, he's a true safety. He's not, he's not one of these guys that's going to break out there and be a dominant cover guy or anything like that. But he does lay the smack down on you. Yeah. You know, that was one of the greatest things about Sean Taylor. When Sean Taylor, when you caught the ball, if Sean Taylor was anywhere around, he was going to lay the smack down and dislodge that ball. Well, this guy has that reputation. Yeah. I mean, I'm not comparing him to Sean Taylor, don't get me wrong. I just hear that he's a big hitter and he's a, you know, he's quick to the ball. And that's the way safety needs to be. Yeah. And, of course, decision-making on, on not getting faked out or anything like that. Yeah. We'll have to see there. But well, that's what it takes to be a safety. you got to be a big hitter. you gotta, you got to – you got to be a, around the ball. Or you got to have some some ball intuition. Exactly, and I, I see this guy's getting some pretty decent amount of playing time, also. And then, okay, well then they traded. They yeah. traded the two picks, one eighty nine and one twenty twenty six. Was it for a couple hundred and forty rounds? For a couple hundred forty rounders, which I thought was a pit, yeah. decent move. Yeah, yeah, I think they went like 144, 149, something like that. Um, and they take Sam Howe out of Carolina, QB. Um, kind of felt like they would at that pick. I mean, I think that was I think that was a bargain. I a fifth that, round. That's a steal. He's a fifth round quarterback, and um, I was a little bit surprised he was still on the board in the fifth round. I thought. Well, I think everybody was. You know, maybe. Possibly third, maybe at least fourth, but he was hanging around in the fifth. So, well, you know, early in the season, why not early, take him? Early in the talk about the draft, they had him a first rounder. You know, they had him above. Uh, the only two they didn't have him above was maybe uh, Pickett and Willis. Pickett and Willis, yeah. But I mean, he uh, several of the quarterbacks fell. There was only one quarterback drafted in the first round. That was the first time that has happened since 2013 and so you know you look at the history there there's been a lot of first round quarterbacks taken yeah and what what is that's why we feel like or maybe i feel like this draft is a little jumbled up you know people really didn't know who's gonna pick who because normally these quarterbacks are dominating that first round 
Yeah, uh, it Sam, didn't happen this year. Sam Howe got a bit of a rough deal. You know, this year uh, he pretty much was the Tar Heel team. Oh, yeah. Um, they were not nearly as good this past season as they were the year before, but they lost all their offensive weapons. You lost Deami Brown, who came to the Commanders. You lost um, Jamal what, you Williams. Lo- you lost Williams. You lost uh, another good running back that went out to the West Coast somewhere. I can't remember. Um, but he basically lost all four of his playmakers from the previous season. And they didn't do a very good job replacing it for the kid. And he he still had a pretty decent season. Well, their coach even said that, hey, we just weren't that good. Sam had a good year, so. Yeah, so, I mean, you know, looking at looking at that situation, I don't know. You know, that puts a lot of pressure on, on Heineke now. Um, you know, wh- what do you do? Do you keep them? Do you keep them both? And well, then, he's under and then contract Trank. for another year for a million bucks. So hey, no, yeah, no. Two, I, two mean, million, I mean, I mean, two moving million, forward, I everything depends on Carson as far as exactly. quarterback talk goes this year. You know whether they they didn't want to restructure Carson's deal because they wanted an out just in case. But you know, I think all depends on what he does this year. Whether yeah. he's signed again next year. You know, um, it, just say Carson has a great year and they bring him back next year. Um, what's that mean for Heineke with with Sam Howe behind him now? I think it probably means he's gone, uh, unless Sam Howe just flops. Sam Howe's, you know, if he can be an NFL quarterback with his arm, if he can be accurate, he's got the arm to do it. We know he's mobile. He yeah. was the leading rusher, I think, for Carolina this year. Um, <clears throat> so, you know, they're not going to be – Heineke has proved that he is a reliable backup who can give you some quality starts at times if needed. So I think there'll be value for him. He He's going to be in the NFL for a while, He but he's going to probably be a backup. So if the commanders decide Sam Howell's their backup, then I can see Heineke being shuffled on off after next year. Right. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, it's going to be some competition behind Carson for sure, Sam Howell's. Got a lot of talent if he can, you know, make it work for him in the NFL. And then in the fifth round, with the sixth pick, uh, you took a tight end, Cole Turner, out of Nevada. Uh, I got no idea about this guy either. And, you know, hopefully there's something to him because we could use a little depth there for sure. Yeah, I heard he's uh, he's a heck of a – he can catch, <clears throat> catch un- uh, you know, contested balls in the end zone. He's got some ups. He can jump up and get it. He's decent at getting open. Uh, not a great blocker, but most tight ends coming into the NFL aren't. They have to learn that. So if he can be coached up, he could be a, a valuable asset to us. Yeah, hopefully he got a little something to him. And and uh, he saw some catches him. he made that were pretty pretty impressive in some highlights. Um, Who so. was his quarterback over there? <clears throat> he had one of the. Wasn't it Carson Strong? Top six quarterbacks. Was it Carson Strong? Yeah, yeah I believe Carson names. Strong was from Nevada. Yeah. Not 100%. Then in round seven, so you didn't have any six-round picks. You go into round seven, and you take Chris Paul, an offensive lineman from Tulsa. And, you know, again, hopefully there's something to the guy because, you know, you need some depth there also. 
I think your your starting core is, is pretty solid, but you need some depth. At that I was position. glad to see us take a, something on the offensive line. We need we need some depth there. Yep, and then uh, you know with the final pick uh, in seven, you got ten picks later, and you take Christian Holmes um, from OSU, cornerback. Uh, uh, and again, I was glad they went that route because I felt like with those last picks, they needed to get some depth on the offensive line and in the secondary, and they did that. So, you know, I don't know a great deal about these guys, time will tell, but I do know if you're drafted in the NFL draft, you deserve to be there. It all depends on the work you put in, the coaching you get, did you go to the right team that's going to really help you excel? And and so these guys, you know, who knows? They could turn out to be busts or they could turn out to be some really good players for us. Well, you know, time is the only factor we'll know. But you look at all the picks in the past, first-round picks who have flopped, seventh-round picks who have gone on to be dominant NFL players. So it's a gamble. But overall, you know, I, I kind of like what we did. You know, Ron Rivera and Martin Mayhew had a plan, and evidently they executed it. You know, uh, Martin Mayhew came out and said, because there was a lot of criticism about, well, you know, these guys weren't – you were picking guys who were pick, who were rated to maybe go in the seventh round, and you were picking them in the fifth round, and – you know, this guy, this Mathis guy you picked in the second, uh, with the second pick, and he was, people were thinking, well, he's a maybe fourth rounder or fifth rounder. And they came out and said, look, you can do all the speculating you want. You can do all the haste naysaying you want. We know what our team needs. We know what kind of players we want. These guys fit that bill. That's what we did. They're happy with their draft. So I'm going to stand behind them and say, hey, hopefully they did good. My take on it is, you know, I'm not mad about moving back and grabbing two extra pick or an extra pick. Was it two extra picks? We, we got, got two extra picks to move back the whole deal, yeah. Yeah, to move back five spots. And um, at, at this point in the commander's organization – I feel like that's a smart move because you still got a quality receiver in the first round. And maybe it wasn't the one you were targeting in Alave, but, you know, evidently there was not too much of a difference between Dotson and Alave in their in their assessment. Can he possibly return punts because you don't have DeAndre Carter anymore? Well, he did in college, and he was pretty darn good at it. And can he play the slot because you don't have DeAndre Carter anymore? What do you what do you give the commanders do a zero to ten uh draft grade? Uh obviously ten being the highest. You know, when I first looked at this and that right after the draft, I would have probably said, you know, a five and a half six. But after listening to the coaches talk and and Mayhew talk and after watching highlights of some of these players and knowing because I watched every single game for the last I don't know how many years, so I know kind of what they need, 
I think they filled some holes here. So my grade went up pretty darn good. And I'm going to give them, realistically, I'd, I'd say a 7, but I'm going to give them an 8 for one reason. I see out of uh, all these picks, okay, I see five of their picks who are going to be playing in games this year and make an impact. Now, you got Sam Howe. You, he probably won't see the field unless something happens to Wentz. So he'll, but he'll be learning. And again, we've got uh, Logan Thomas. If Logan Thomas stays healthy, and then we got Bates behind him, I don't know that we'll see a lot of Cole Turner this year on the field. Uh, but the whole key is do these guys stay healthy? If they do, there's a couple players I don't see making a lot of impact this year, but majority of them are going to see playing time and can make an impact. So I'll give them a, you know, we'll just go seven and a half. Okay, I think that's fair. I um, I, I I'll give them a seven, and you know, it it's not really because of quality of picks, but it's because they went into this draft with only a handful of picks, and they ended up bringing out several prospects so they kind of multiplied the opportunity to get better and I thought you know going into this draft it's going to be oh my gosh you're not even in the top 10 in the first round and you don't have very many picks so they did some trading around and they created picks and, you know, hey, now they get to go into camp with, um, you know, twice as many rookies. And, you know, that's always a good thing if 50% of them wash out. You want to go in with, you know, 10 instead of four because now you got five players that can contribute instead of two. Um, so that's where I'm at. I give them a seven. I like and, that. And, and it's, it's, because, it's because they got creative. And um, I, I like the strategy that they implemented. So it was a funky draft to begin with, and nobody really knew. Like most of the time in, in several years past, you can almost know what another team's going to do at least through the first couple of rounds. Um, I don't know that this draft was like that. I really didn't know what was going to happen. I didn't know who was going to take who. And uh, it, was it, it, was a, it was a little funky. So, uh, you know, all things considered, I, I applaud um, what they did and their effort. And uh, I'm looking forward to see, you know, how it plays out. Well, that's going to be the whole key. If they win, some, if they have a good year, if they make the playoffs, if they win double digits, um, whether it be 10 or more, but if they can get some du- a double-digit win record, um, and then it was a, a successful year, and then we, you know, we get more excited about the following year. And of course, you know, it all comes down to the play of our quarterback and the rest of the guys. So hopefully, that's going to be good this year. But well, we also signed. I'm um, looking at one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, about nine undrafted free agents. Um, 
And in that mix, uh, I see an offensive lineman. I see two wide receivers. I see a quarterback. Two linebackers, which is another thing that we need some depth at. Um, and two defensive backs, and as well as a tight end. So, And I don't know if this is all of them, but that's what I have available for me right now. Don't really recognize any of the names, um, but... You know, these guys obviously put impress somebody because they have been signed by an NFL team. So, yeah, um, this quarterback, uh, um, Cole Kelly from southeastern Louisiana, 6'7", great big dude. Saw a couple of his highlights on, uh, on uh, some show. And, you know, he threw the ball pretty well. I saw him throw a few touchdowns, but I don't really know anything about him. But 6'7", is a pretty big guy. Yeah, um, so it's a fair-sized human being. Yeah, and, you know, I know one of the wide receivers is from Georgia Tech, this Kyrick McGowan. I've heard a few things about him. I think he had a pretty good year. The one I think I like is Drew White, a linebacker with Notre Dame. You know, this guy could mount to something, but – it remains to be seen, but we got a lot of guys that we can put in the mix, work, and get some, if not some team players, some practice team players. Yeah. So schedule comes out in a week or so. On the twelfth of May, Thursday, uh, it'll be announced on two or three shows on ESPN, NFL Network. We'll know our schedule. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. That kind of makes it real, you know. Yep. Um, and hey, hey, you know, a little less than four months, we're going to be playing some preseason football and a little over four months, we're going to be playing for the real deal. Yeah. And about nine months, we're going to be playing in the playoffs. So yeah. And Super Bowl. <laughs> Go commandos. Yeah. Uh, what I, else you got? You got anything else? I'm still going to wear my Redskins gear though. Yeah, me too. Um, you know, just because I haven't. I haven't really purchased any commander's gear yet. Yeah, I might buy a hat or something, but I mean, I'm I'm waiting for them to expand the catalog a little bit as far as that goes because they've from what I've seen, they don't have a ton of options out there. And uh yeah. Well, the black jerseys aren't available yet. I think they're real going to be real hot. Uh they do have a couple of these draft hats, these hats that the guys got when they got drafted. I like it. I think I might get me one of those. Have you seen it? I it's the black a black hat with the burgundy rim, but it's and it says Washington Commanders. But the way it's wrote, I just yeah. like it's a it's a sharp looking hat. Yeah, I actually didn't get to actually watch any of the draft because uh, between my work schedule, which had me working all day Saturday, and then Thursday and Friday night, uh, you know, was obviously at the ball field coaching my boys' ball team. So I didn't really get to – I had to kind of catch up on everything after the fact, and I getting, didn't really get to watch any of the draft live. But well, I watched, the, I watched the commander's picks. I kind of tuned in when I thought it was getting close to that time, and uh, I did miss a couple of their picks live, but I was pretty much right after it happened, I knew who they had picked. So, yeah, I didn't watch the whole draft. I couldn't sit through that. But I did sit through the commander's picks. Yeah. Um, yeah, we wanted to do this show a little bit quicker, but you know, hey, we got real life 
things to take care of also. So that's true. It, uh, it comes out when it's available to come out when we're available to do it. And, uh, yeah, I, Hey, I'm excited. I'm excited for the things to come and I'm very interested now I'm in Ron Rivera's corner and I'm very interested and I'm rooting for the guy and, you know, I really hope that it plays out the way he wants it to play out because, you know, hey, we need some consistency and we need someone who, you know, we can kind of get behind and say, look, this is our guy because we haven't had that in Not so since Joe Gibbs. long. I mean, I was a child the last time that this was a consistent franchise. Um, so, yeah. You know, we come out every year, which all teams do. Right now, every single team in the NFL is optimistic. They're excited. They think they have a real good shot at going deep into playoffs. If there isn't a team that feels that way, then they need new leadership. As far as fans go <clears> – <throat> You know, every year, me and you, we get excited. We're excited to to see that first game. We want to see what we got. We want to see our product. And we're excited for the year, and we make our predictions, and we we feel good. And, of course, some of the teams and some of the fans stay that way through the year, and some don't. We've not been able to stay that way through the year in a long time. This needs to be our year. We need to be going into the season excited, and we need to stay that way through the whole season. So, Commanders and Rivera, get your butt out there, get to work, and make us happy. Yeah, exactly. And I'm gonna, I'm gonna really try and and pacify my susceptibility to Ashburn syndrome this year. Uh, but with that being said, I'm still optimistic and. You know, I, I still believe that this can be a winning team this year as of right now. And like you said, I hope that carries on into the season. Um, but I am going to try to to not catch the Ashburn syndrome this year and really – well, you're going to catch it. Maybe just not as bad. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to do my best to not get blinded by training camp. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. It's a new year. I'm excited for it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, me too. So, yeah, that's kind of where we're at right now, man. The draft's over. We know our picks. We're optimistic about them. At least, you know, uh, at least several of them. At least anyway. the potential for them. Yeah. Um, at least maybe half of them have Ready for the, schedule the potential. Now. And then we're looking forward to the schedule. And, you know, they can there there can still be some free agency trades made. Uh, there are still some free agents out there. But anyway, there you have it. And uh, Looking forward to the schedule coming out. Do a little picks once that happens. See where we're going to be at the end of the season. Playoffs bound. Yeet. Peace. Later.